Hey everybody, it's Pat Michaels here with Sin City Steve and the boss of comedy, Rob Bussleri. Thank you. Um, Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting, DJ Impact is uh, off on a cruise with King Lucky and God knows what's happening. On the quest for those white fuzzy slippers, faux show. <laughs> yeah, he always finds ways to get in a boat with other men. Is this a theme? I don't know. You know I, I, guess... I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get that until now. That's uh, that's some pretty uh, astute dot connecting right there. I don't know. Is that what we're calling a dot connecting? No, we call it a boatload. It is a boatload. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That was good. All right. Well, that will get us into what was too sweet for this week. All right, Steve, what do you got for this week? All right. So, uh, AEW Full Gear, very recent past. And yeah, Will Ospreay is all elite, bruv. You know, Who? after finishing, <laughs> after finishing his New Japan dates, uh, he's going to be debuting in AEW in March of 2024. Um, to say that this is a big get for Tony Khan, for AEW, for the AEW fans, is a massive understatement. Um, I will say it, and I've said it numerous times on the show. He is the best bell-to-bell in-ring wrestler in the world today. Um, the fact is, if Will Ospreay would have signed a contract with WWE, all the people that are claiming to not know who he is, all the people throwing out tribalist statements, they would basically be dick riding the guy. They would be all over him, acting like he was the greatest wrestler of all time and that WWE just signed the greatest free agent of all time. So spare me the bullshit. Um, it, it, yeah, I don't know. It, they didn't we'll, do anything we'll see, we'll see how they use him. We'll see how they use him, but we'll see. Um, elsewhere, Hangman Page and Swerve Strickland put on possibly the best Texas death match or the best death mm -hmm. match of any kind that I personally have ever seen. Um, obviously we're going to have a full episode to break down full gear. Um, I'm not going to go into all the gory details, um, but both of those guys went out there. They left everything that they had in the forum, bleeding buckets of blood, doing mm -hmm. all manner of things. The, from the beginning with this storyline, these two guys have poured everything into the storyline and it shows the promos have been great. The interactions both in AEW and in indie promotions. And then of course this possible match of the year candidate. There you go, Rob, what do you got? I mean, it's, you can't, uh, you know, ignore a zero hour, but you almost have to, because it, it was, it was odd. Uh, we have a Kenny Kingston match and, it was good. It was a very comical match versus uh, Jay Lethal, and he retained. Everyone retained. Um, but we get the Christian Cage match, and I, I can't ignore the perv entrance where he's got all the little children singing his theme and humming it. And all I thought, like, is this sort of like Mambla celebration? I didn't know what the hell was going on there. It was really pervy. I don't know what that – and then he was hugging – the kid at the beginning and it was it was oh god oh my god yeah, what's, the difference between, to be called. what's the difference between them and nick wayne yeah that's what i'm saying it was it was just bizarre and he and it was really too affectionate that hug uh the timeless tony storm match where she shoves a metal pan up her ass 
and does a hip attack and literally sh shining her big shiny ass right in front of the ref and the ref does a three count and doesn't know a shiny pan there's a bedpan uh, it was so stupid it was entertaining uh, the Continental Classic, we now know what it is. will be a Continental title, and it's going to be a triple belt, uh, triple belts on the line. So I do like that Eddie Kingston's going to put some meat on this and and, and, and make it more viable. Uh, Julia Hart winning the TBS belt. Great. Uh, now we're going to do something because the rest of the, of the uh, House of Black lost. So she could break off and do her own thing now. Uh, MJF match was great. The, the, the way they built that match up, with uh, Cole, Adam Cole coming in there to take one for him. And, of course, the Texas death match. But the Adam Cole, that whole drama, the way they built that up was fucking too sweet. Hey, Matt Michaels loved it so much. He had to He's think speechless. about it. He's speechless. He's speechless. Uh, but what that match, uh, they, they really set that up well. They went in a really odd direction with it, and MJF sold. Absolutely. It, it, it was a, I was just going to say it was a good change of pace from a lot of the other stuff on the show. Right. There's one theme in across all wrestling that I noticed across all wrestling is we're still doing the Ric Flair matches. In other words, if the guy walks in with red ring attire, I know he's going to lose. If he's walking in with white ring attire, I know he's going to win. When Hikaru Shida came out with the white gloves and the boots, but the, the outfit was red, I went, eh, she's going to lose. So they're still doing that. Um, if they come out with purple, that's another one. That's kind of a on the fence one, but they, I, I keep seeing that trope. I don't know if I'm the only one, if it's, if I'm, is it me or. So I, I, I hate to be that guy just to, you know, poke holes in what you just said, but Julia Hart, uh, just won the TBS title and she and was in red and black. Her for doing that. She was wearing red. So, right. she was, um, but no, but everybody else, everybody else fell in line with that, uh, with that whole layout so um but I, I the texas death match uh when he hung hangman oh geez dude when he when swerve strickland wrapped the chain around hangman's neck and hung him up and strung him up by his neck i went god the, the that was just i mean the cinder the box best use of a strap on uh in wrestling uh in a long time uh okay I guess. Are we talking about Nick Wayne again? <laughs> all, all those little boys. <laughs> I was. What was that? What the hell was that? You know, great, great question. It was like child trafficking going on. Like, uh, and it, it was. It was really creepy. I do. I do have to say though, I do appreciate them calling his stable officially the patriarchy. And then That's he left the patriarchy. Awesome. He ran away like a bitch. All of his little children. Right. Who's going to protect the children? Exactly. Luchasaurus? It's a big dinosaur. That's got to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Cox Cable, everyone. Help that. Uh... So, yeah. I, you know, as far as other things that, that were pretty sweet on the show... Um, you know, you had made mention of it, you know, the, the Jay White MJF match was pretty solid. Um, and I think the, the thing what that the fuck are you talking about? Solid. That was the biggest bullshit. They fucked 
fucked that thing up totally. What the why, fuck? Why why can't your connection log why can't your connection lag out when you're when you're talking bullshit? <laughs> I, I don't get that. Like the, the it, whole you're you're you're, 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 you're patiently ending. waiting. Yeah, you're patiently waiting, everything's fine, and then you you know the the internet gods wait until when you have a good point that you cut off exactly and, and we want to talk shit. <laughs> Uh, it was it was a clever it was clever writing, I I thought what? I what thought it was clever writing? to go that route. I I did not when he got when he got his like snapped by the guns and now he's at. I know he's going to make the run in. I know right. he's going to come in the ambulance. That trope has been done before. Granted, granted, the, uh, the fact that he put on the match that he sold the injury. Uh, there was only a couple of times where he was standing on both legs a little too confidently, but it came few yeah. and far between. Okay. I, I was looking for spots where he was going to go, you know, doing something that he should not be able to do with the injury. But he pretty much stayed with it the whole match through. There was a couple of times he's on the top turnbuckle and he's and he's and he's standing. And I'm like, yeah, he should probably be limping a bit. But for the most part, he stayed with it. Um, when you got yeah. cut off, I was saying one of the things that I was looking for was the ring attire that was going to be worn on the uh, for his opponent because usually if I'm seeing red or black and he's coming in with white or anything gold, usually it's like the Ric Flair method. Ric Flair would wear red when he knew he was going to uh, lose, or he would wear blue and purple when he was going to win. So outside of Julia Hart, you could kind of pick your winners and losers throughout the night. Uh, Julia Hart was really the only swerve, and maybe I don't remember what Swerve Strickland was wearing. He might have broke. He was he was wearing red too. Uh, he, yeah, he, he actually put a an Instagram post up. And uh, his gear was an homage to Bray Wyatt. Like, okay, uh, he he deliberately wore the red and black vertically striped. Pants. And well, that was the thing. The only time that that does that well, that doesn't work is because you know Hangman Adam Page came out with black as well. Right. So now it was kind of even. But sometimes you know, I look for the Ric Flair method where I'm like, all right, I know who's going to win. So how do we get to the victory now? How are we going to get to that point? Exactly. But, um. The also we had a few we had a few near misses when he's uh, where you know Ad, you know not Adam Page but uh, Adam Cole is handing him weapons and he's botching it and I'm like all right I had a few nail biters here and I liked that I want to be on my edge he hands him the dynamite ring he screws that up before that he gave him the belt screwed that up so I was like okay okay you gave me you gave me some near misses I was happy I was entertained which is the whole point of it. And also, the only setup to this, which kind of ruined it, was we knew that it was going to now be him versus no, Samoa Joe. They kind of buried the lead there. I will give them that they buried the lead by putting that 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 stipulation with Samoa Joe because then you already knew where this was going. So it was yeah. just everything leading up to the finish. It's fucking stupid. All right, where's the love? And I'll tell you right now, where's the love for Axiom versus Dragon Lee? That match was phenomenal. It kicked ass and shows how an actual lucha match should be fucking done, not just fucking spot monkey bullshit. <laughs> I, I, i.e., Young Bucks and their fucking matches uh, with Penta and whatever the fuck and that bullshit was um those guys need to fucking go away don't they they are they are I, mm. they are well when you but, 
guys need to go. No, no, they're they're legitimately taking a break. Oh no, yeah. I don't mean taking a break. I mean like the desert, like <laughs> like mob style, <laughs> like Adam okay. Copeland and the Young Bucks. You know, get in a car and we drive them out. The worst thing I ever said was old WWE, even when we're borderline whores, you want to murder people. Well, yeah. (laughs) They hailed from Rancho Cucamonga. Their bodies were found three miles away from the Las Vegas border. Oh, no, no, no. Dead bucks. No, no. No, you know what? Dem dead bucks. That's right, man. We get a Briscoe in there to do it. And I a think Briscoe, I there's only one Briscoe. You're not going to yeah, get the dad. We get a Briscoe in there to do it. Uh, and we bury him We bury him at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> of course. So wait, are they going to come back like Gangrel? Like, like you know, and just uh, be undead now? The undead bucks? The undead bucks. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um but Dragon Lee and Axiom, uh, you know, it it shows that they're starting to think Ray is going. We need to start building a new uh, lucha style wrestler. So, um, you know, it it's um, it, it's very interesting to see them try to. the latino flavor into show. come on internet gods he's got a good point here the yeah you're back i guess all right uh, all latino right heat. i heard latino something yeah no they're just getting the latino flavor into their shows they really can they put uh, him on lw already and just get it over with we're going to see what the hell is going on in LWO. It looks like there might be uh, leading towards that. So, And why is Selena Vega dressed up in like moon boots? Like, I don't know, like some old Britney Spears video. I, I don't get what why the not? hell that's all about. Hey, wh- why are you complaining? No, I just, it, it, I, <laughs> I don't know what she's there for because she's actually a good talent. She's very good mm-hmm. in the ring. She's She's being underutilized right now. Uh, she needs some love right now because right now she's just kind of this, you know, weeping, crying girl in the corner thing. She's good in the ring for even for a diminutive size. She can fight. And if you're going to do this and you're going to have it be a, a, a stable, put her on even footing and have her get into some matches. Uh, right now, the LWO is a secondary stable, which they're better than that. Um, and Carlito, Carlito kind of just, you know, showed up out of nowhere. But Carlito's been good. I, I'm I'm very happy. I'd like to see them more forefront. Um, the other guy, uh, Paris. I keep saying by using his real name because I can never remember what name they gave him. Zima Ion, we'll say he's not even he's not even Spanish. He's Filipino. They give him very limited lines, and he's actually another one talented in the ring, talented on on the mic. He's very good. He's so underutilized. Where's the love for him? He's not being used. He's he's literally just there to pick somebody up after they get knocked the fuck out. And then they he he kind of grabs him by the shoulder. Are you okay? You okay? What are you doing? And what is this like Sunday night heat? We're gonna see you do like a five-minute, like, you know, squash match where you just get laid the fuck out. No, put him in, use him. And also, what's going on with uh our good guy over here? We yes, we get um 
we we were told that we're getting uh you know one of the guys from uh, Inland Empire, but where's Mark Davis? He is injured. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle Fletcher, that was why they kind of spun him off and put him into the Don Callis family uh, because Mark Davis got injured like right after they signed, unfortunately. And Will Ospreay is also listed on the uh, TNA roster. He's listed as a member of their team. They just kind of shoehorned him in there. But fucking A, he's good wherever he goes. The thing I like about him is you could put him in anywhere. Yeah. But in other rosters, he's just kind of like, you know, he's just on the team. Uh, I, I don't th- I, I don't really know. And also, did they formally say he's with the Don Callis family? Yeah. Uh, Fletcher? Yeah, no, no, no. Osprey. Osprey? Um, he's been I know used as a mercenary. He, he was a mercenary. But yeah, I, I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think that he's going to be in the family like when he comes in and what you could do though, is you have him join the family and then you have the tag team. So you have the inland empire inland empire gold. Cause everything is gold for some reason. And now you have them in the tag team run. It's, it's funny on two levels because everything's gold because it's AEW, but it's also right. gold. Cause he's glad these guys are in their forties and fifties and sixties. And you're like, these are your golden years of wrestling. Come to AEW. Your golden years will make you a gold tag. What are the golden jets? I, 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 it's a hockey reference, I'm guessing. Yes. And it's like, okay. Eh, eh. Chris Jericho is also a New Jersey guy, kind of, eh, you know, whatever. But yeah, call them Inland Empire Gold, and you'll have two British, you know, Australian sounding guys, and then that, bring them into the family, the Don Callis family. Steve, uh, you got any more love to uh, spread? Oh, I, I always got love to spread, man. You should know that. Come on. Um, I, I, I try to not be negative. What's that? Yeah, spread it all over like Christian Cage and some 12-year-olds. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Boatload. Boatloads. Boatloads. I'm your father. Um, but realistically, it, it it stood out to me in the build to full gear. Um, just genuinely, where is the love for most of the AEW tag team division? Um, they arguably have one of the best tag team divisions, if not the best tag team division in all of pro wrestling. Um, and this, the, the four way ladder match, powerful. What happened? Dude, trust me. They, they've been doing it for forever. Um, you know, squandering certain talents. Um, but the biggest problem that I have is you had that four way match, um, that just completely seemed thrown together. Um, if full gear is one of your major shows of the, of the entire year, this match shouldn't feel thrown together and it shouldn't have a Mm -hmm. stipulation that's put on it literally the day before the show. Um, I, I just, I think that, you know, they, they could do so much better um, than what they are right now. And I think that that is tying back to not getting the audience to emotionally invest in your characters. Um, mm-hmm. I think the root cause is the same at the end of the day. Um, but definitely we've talked about the women uh, and the issues with, you know, developing a, uh, a connection with the audience. Um, but unfortunately, no, you just have to shove a bedpan up your ass and then hey, evidently dude, evidently <laughs> hit you with the sweet cheek music and it's a wrap. Um, but yeah, the, the tag teams, unfortunately, it looks like it's basically the same thing. Um, great win by Starks and big bill. But, yeah, it was just thrown together. 
yeah uh there you have it uh once again uh you know no no love for anything in aew and she is but <laughs> that leads to what the fuck Steve, what the fuck? You know, this bullshit with referee discretion is absolutely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> in, in case you're not curious, in case you're not familiar with what I'm saying, uh, during the uh, the Sting, Copeland, and Darby versus the Patriarchy match, Ric Flair interfered and put his hands on Christian Cage, plainly in view of referee Rick Knox, mm-hmm. who happens to be known for utilizing that discretion. What the fuck? Uh, speaking of that match, Darby Allen just does not give a fuck anymore or has ever given a fuck about his health and will take seemingly any bump imaginable, especially considering he is off TV starting this week as he prepares to climb Mount Everest. <laughs> they said that I left my ass off. Well, like legitimately, he's he that's been a thing. Like he is going to climb Mount Everest. Who fucking um, cares? Hopefully he fucking rolls down. <laughs> it's a lot easier now with the global warming exactly you just take the slide also also (laughs) you know sting is sting actually going to carry him up like he's been carrying the whole time sure you know it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if uh you know they find a way to you know attach sting to one of those fucking repeller cords and he finds a way to you know use that to cheat to get him up there yeah Yeah, don't worry they'll thaw out in like 10 years yeah of course and make sure it wasn't the riggers who did Owen Hart's work. Oh, jeez. Oh, gee. What, too, too soon? <laughs> no, but, 20, but it certainly wasn't too sweet. <laughs> you know, it. taking it back, though, explain this fucking logic to me, guys. On Zero Hour, after MJF and Samoa Joe beat the guns, obviously we talked about MJF getting laid out, getting ambulanced out of the arena. It was then determined that MJF was not cleared and would not be able to face Jay White. Right. Then Adam Cole was named as being MJF's replacement. With a broken ankle. So the guy that has a broken fucking ankle is on crutches and a walking boot. You're going to clear him before you're going to clear MJF. (laughs) Array logic. And what the fuck? My God, man. It's called kayfabe. You just, you know, you just got to, you know. Stop. Well, speaking of of non-kayfabe, though, um, a a scary what-the-fuck moment happened in uh, Roderick Strong's match uh, with uh, Action Andretti on Rampage. Uh, Andretti dropped Roderick Strong with a Spanish fly right on Roddy's fucking neck. Um, The the ref did a great thing, uh, temporarily paused the match, stopped the flow of everything, had medical actually check out Roddy in the middle of the match, Um, It did not look good. Uh, It could have been much, much worse. And uh, keep in mind, this was on Rampage. So it was in front of like, you know, maybe maybe 200,000 people watched the shit happen. So what the fuck? So what you're saying is he's not neck strong. No, it's 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 he's like a groundhog. When Roddy gets dumped on his neck, it means six more weeks in the wheelchair for us. (laughs) Goddamn segments. (laughs) You're on fire tonight. Your internet connection is not on fire, but when you when you get through eventually, it's fire. Yeah, the internet just wants me to come in when I have something good to say and then shut me up for the rest of it. <laughs> uh, An AEW really fucking... Yeah. 
Yep. <laughs> All right, we're looking out for uh, some stuff. Uh, personally, I'm looking uh, for uh, this build uh, to Bailey being fired from damage control. Uh, mm -hmm. It's, it's going to be a slow burn, but they're setting it up already. Uh, Survivor Series coming up on Saturday. Uh, looking forward to both these war game matches. It looks like Drew McIntyre um is probably going to be in the judgment days team uh in that cage match so that should add a little more to it uh that's going to be interesting to see uh miz versus gunther should be uh absolutely wonderful uh this is a new uh breath of life for the miz uh we're getting a little different character from him a little more of a face and a little more of uh new in, in ring work which is uh, great, you know, for a guy who's been around for as long as he has now. Uh, Zoe versus Rhea is set up really nicely. And uh, Chase U seems to be falling apart a little bit after losing the tag titles. So that's that was fast. Yeah, well, they, they've been setting up a little something. Chase, is, uh, Chase has done something, and uh, we're going to find out that, uh, I don't know, man. He might be a fraud. Might be. Dun, dun, okay. dun. Yeah, I, I've never heard of anyone doing a university and being a fraud. Never. I don't know what you're talking about. Never, ever. Did we ever have a university? We had the best universities. We never had a fraud university. In fact, it was one of the finest universities, I've been told by many people who attended, finest universities that they've ever seen. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with Mr. Chase. That's what you call a freebie. That was like a layup. That was like an alley-oop. <laughs> Absolutely. Here you go. Set it, set it up, slam it down. T-ball. <laughs> All right, Steve, what are you looking forward to? You know, we did mention the Continental Classic Tournament uh, earlier. I am looking forward to that. It's going to be AEW's version of the G1 Climax Tournament. Brian Danielson, Andrade El Idolo, Mark Briscoe, Eddie Kingston have all been announced. Uh, they really do need to announce the other eight names in this tournament as soon as possible. Seriously. Um, it starts Wednesday and, you know, putting out the It'll remaining be AR names. Fox. I, it probably fucking will be, man. Um, but it, it is good Action that Eddie. Andrade. Well, that, that is yeah. right. Action Andrade or is it? Action. <laughs> no. Believe it or not, they are two separate people. Oh, Shockingly wow. enough. Huh. Um, but yeah, Eddie Kingston will be putting his, uh, new Japan strong open weight and ring of honor world titles on the line in the tournament. So whoever wins the tournament will be, uh, those champions as well, which is pretty cool. Um, we already talked about, you know, the, the Darby Allen thing. Um, also we mentioned the young bucks taking some time off. I am looking forward to seeing what names they showcase in place of those guys that are going to be off TV. Um, Omega, Jericho, Moxley. <laughs> it it would it, honestly it Thank would be nice for, for them to be able to actually you know build new stars and and solidify people that aren't on the show on a consistent basis. Um, yeah, like uh, Sunny Kiss or uh, uh, Joey Janela or uh, you know all <laughs> the all the guys that are going to be featured and we're never going to sign WWE guys. Sonny Kiss is a proud member of the Impact roster now. That is correct. Absolutely. That Where correct. he can get all the impact he wants. 
That was well, definitely. It's 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 more TNA now. So yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Does he have the T part down? I don't know, but he's definitely got the A. Oh boy, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> what are you looking out for, Rob? Um, we're talking about LWO Santos Escobar, or excuse me, Andrade El Idolo Part Two, with that ridiculous outfit. You know, this is what Spanish people are to WWE. They're all like Colombian drug lords with white suits. Uh, but that could be interesting. That could carry us through for you know a couple of pay per views. Um, I'm looking to see Carlito become the leader of the LWO and kind of take that spot. Um, as far as uh, Drew McIntyre is concerned. There was something very interesting. They said they were going to give J.D. McDonough the official entrance in, and then they never did. So right. something tells me they're going to do a swerve and give it to McIntyre instead and make you know McDonough get coffee again. Um, so I'm, I'm actually specifically looking for that screw-over because, remember, you go, I'm going to give him his T-shirt. Like, really? A T-shirt? <laughs> you cheap fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and, and remember, too, Damian Priest said he's the leader. Right. We, I, I said that out of anger. Yeah. But they've all yeah. done that. They've all done that because she's done it. Hi, oh, I'm going to put you all in a bloody match. And you're like, meanwhile, you know, freaking Finn Balor's like, hey, since when did I become the little jerk off? Like, when am I the wanker of the team? Because he doesn't do anything now. He just gets dragged along. Um, but I'm I'm interested to see what is going to happen with that. Um, as far as Paul White, I, I hope they found him in the parking lot with that awful spill. And then you oh never saw God. him again. They didn't even wheel him into the ring to raise his arms. So, and I don't know why they were dressed up like Yakuza, except for the video game. But I'm interested to That's see fine. how long they dragged this Golden Jets thing out because the Golden Jets just came out of nowhere. It literally feels like the odd couple. Like he's 50 years old and Canadian. He's 45 years old and Canadian. Look what ensues this week on the Golden Jets. Um, see how long that lasts until they break that up. Uh, where do you go now if you're Hangman Adam Page? I, I I'm actually curious to see what comes next. You already covered the 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 new Japanese trio that's going to be on SmackDown because that's what's going to be. They're going to beat the cripple. And why is she the translator now? Well, because she she needs something to do. Right. Well, <laughs> Can she even fight anymore, or is she just the translator now? I, I don't I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna see, you know, again, why not a swerve? Why not, you know, have her be the leader of the damn faction? Well, first of all, she looks like a freaking cripple at this point. She looks like she's got like muscular dystrophy. I feel like they wanted to do a 24 hour telethon in September for her. Uh I, I I mean I hope she gets better, but like I mean, she's got the knee brace and she's not fighting. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then, uh, yeah, they're going to beat the shit out of Bailey. I just want to see how it's going to play out, how they screw Bailey over, because it's got to be in tremendous fashion. And then I guess, where do they go from here? When they brought in Becky Lynch to join, I'm like, meh. What I was actually curious about was Cody Rhodes invading SmackDown, if you want to call it that, to help out. It kind of came out of nowhere, and it's building up the riffs for a Survivor yeah. Series. Yep. That's interesting to me. Because they have to keep Cody busy until we get to WrestleMania season. Yep. Right now, this is just mm, keep him busy for a while. War, War Games is definitely going to be part of that. All right, right, just call it War Games, by the way, instead of Survivor Series at this point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right. Fascinating.
Steve, best in show? AEW full gear. All Bar right. none, no question. Rob, best in show. I don't want to count full gear because that's a pay-per-view, so I'm going to say SmackDown. And I will agree on SmackDown, and there you have it. There is this week's episode of Wrestling Talk. Uh, if you're uh, watching us live on the streaming, you can uh, tune in to full, uh, three count here. We're going to do a full gear uh, little uh, special here uh, with a couple other folks joining us. And uh, should be some interesting uh, talk going on there. And if uh, you're 12 years old and there's a Canadian man who's got you locked in a basement forcing you to sing tunes, please scream for help or dial 911 on your cell phone. Help is on the way. And and it's and it could also be a, just a golden jet. So a golden jet stream. Hey man, that's a boatload. All right, everyone. <laughs> I love if, it. If you listen uh, on the podcast, uh, you know, on your favorite podcast app, uh, you can tune in to Three Count uh, tomorrow. And uh, until then, everybody, as DJ Impact would say, happy wrestling.